Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Season four of Team Night, and this is our last season of Team Night before we start our summer series. So you've got the month of November to be at Team Night and to be connected. And this month we have such a conviction as a team that we should focus on worship. And so this month it is called The Worship Files. And tonight is all about our foundations of worship. And next week is about the practicalities of worship. And then week three, we have something extra special because it is about our worship future. And just quietly, there are some young guys in our team and some old season guys actually writing some pretty incredible songs in their bedroom in this season and they're going to share them with you. So I cannot wait for this week and next week and the week after to unfold and um, to all be together. So are you ready for tonight? Here we go. 1 Chronicles 16, 23 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due to His Name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the splendour of His holiness. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad and let them say amongst the nations, our God reigns. You know, team, we are a worshipping people. And our legacy, it is one rich with humble men and women of God who for centuries have learned the art of surrender in worship. One of my favourite authors, N.T. Wright, he says, you become like what you worship. And I think that's because worship, it's a transformational activity. And when you do it right, when you do it well, it makes you become something different. You know, it is a deliberate decision to focus your instinct and your attention and your energy and your passion in the direction of something that you value or you adore. And worship money or success and you will become greedy or prideful, arrogant and proud. Worship people or comfort and we become insecure or lazy. But worship God and you become whole. Worship God and you become more human. Worship God and you become like Jesus. Because you see, worship isn't about how you operate in our team or what you do here. It's not about whether you're a dancer or what your contribution is. What worship is about is about your consecration. Because at its core, worship is about whose you are and who it is that owns your heart. Worship is by the Spirit, through the Son, for the Father. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think tonight we want to take a moment and uh, just remind ourselves of what is at the heart of, of worship. You know, I think like Cass said, um, it's so often that we worship where we, where we put our weight, um, where we place weight. And so I think about um, a year like this one, and I think this year challenges our worship because it, it invites us to um, take our weight off the character of God and um, off, off what we know about God, the glory of God, and, and to redistribute it onto um, the things that we find most confronting or the things that feel most immediate in our lives. And so I think the call back to worship is an essential call. And um, so tonight, you know, I, I wanted to start not by necessarily teaching. I don't want to teach about worship, but I thought I'd start by um, sharing um, something that God has been teaching me about worship um, through this year. And, and uh, 
you know, thinking about the week that we've had, um, you know, especially our church in America, on the east coast of America, and um, I know there's a lot of people hurting, and I know there's a lot of healing that needs to take place. And I'm reminded of, of the cry of blind Bartimaeus. And his cry to Jesus was, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped walking and, and He turned to Bartimaeus and, and, and that cry for mercy, it, it caused the heart of God to turn. And Jesus leant down and He, he healed him. And I believe that for, for us as worshippers, that cry for mercy might be the, the beginning of, of healing, of restoration. It's one of the reasons that the Catholic Church in their ordinary Mass, they start with the Kyrie and they, it's a prayer, Lord have mercy, uh, Christ have mercy. It's the first prayer that they sing together. And I think that's a beautiful picture of, of what worship is because worship is, is not, it's not focusing on how bad we are, but it's focusing on how good God is, how merciful God is. It's reminding us that our confidence isn't in our own ability or the ability of somebody else, but it's in our God. Jesus tells the story of, of, a, of a Pharisee and a tax collector and the Pharisee stands up in a public gathering and he, he says, God, I thank You that I'm not like these other men, these tax collectors, these sinners. But the tax collector, he just cries out, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus says, surely it's this man that goes away justified. He says, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. Psalm 34, in the message it says, I bless God every chance that I get. My lungs expand with His praise. I live and breathe God. And if things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway and He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at Him, give Him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from Him. When I was desperate, I called out and God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels set up circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to Him. Worship God if you want the best, for worship opens doors to His goodness. And you know, in this season, I have learnt the importance of what it is to actually bring your own voice to the Lord and to sing His praises and to declare His goodness and believe that you're gonna see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you know, it sounds funny because you're like, oh, you're a worship leader, you're a singer. Like that should be something that you do all the time. But truly, you know, sometimes we can get complacent and we can be a bit apathetic when it comes to watching online, whether it's team night or church, and you decide to sit back on the couch and maybe you don't raise your voice and maybe you don't actually sing out because sometimes you're a bit you know, self-conscious about whoever you're watching church with, or maybe it's just yourself in your room. But I've fully learnt the power of worship, what it is when we lift up our voice, we actually tend to lift our eyes on the inside towards the Lord who is King of the world and the Creator of all the fruit of the vine. It is who He is. And not only does He just sit back and listen to our worship and hopefully it would bless His Name, but actually He is the God that chooses to lean in and sing over you like Zephaniah 3 says. He is the God who sings, it is powerful to worship God. And I I feel like I've learned afresh what it is to lift up our voices and sing to the God of everything. And out of the goodness of His heart, when we sing, I actually believe it's powerful. You know, it talks about how the anointing is the thing that breaks the yoke. And I love that 
the yoke also, you know, it's, it's not meant for one animal, but it's actually meant for two animals. And we're actually meant to learn how to do this with God. You know, we're meant to learn how to sing and worship through every single season and every single circumstance. And it's powerful and it's important. And He's the God that is there right with us. He's the God who chooses to inhabit the praises of His people. And these aren't just words. And I feel like we need to get a renewed sense of what this truth that we say that we stand on, that is actually bedrock under our feet actually says, we need to know what the power is when we come into agreement and we choose to bless the Name of the Lord, believing that there is gonna be angels released from heaven. There is gonna be oh, just so many things that we haven't even seen yet. And my prayer is that we wouldn't be a people who would walk into church whenever that season is gonna be uncomfortable, not really knowing what the presence of God is and how to worship, but actually we would come with the Word of the Lord in our mouth, that we would know how to go to war for our people and just believing that God is gonna be present. It is powerful, it is needed. Worship is beautiful. It gets our eyes off ourselves and it gets it back on the Almighty God who was the whole purpose that it was meant to be about. I love it. I loved um, uh, worship opens the doors to the goodness of God. And I feel like that is so true in my life. I um, remember uh, hearing worship for the first time and Cass talked about how worship is transformative. And I remember my whole life um, being transformed um, in an instant when I heard worship for the first time. And the song I remember walking into a youth meeting and the song that I heard was a song called Number Jesus. and. Um, I feel like this song really taught me about um, what worship was. Worship's always been and will always be about Jesus, um, but it requires a choice from us. And, um, and for me, I feel like worship goes beyond just the songs, but it, it is a life. It's a life that we choose to live. It's a life that we choose to live to glorify and worship God. And um, as a young guy, and still today, there truly is no one more worthy of my attention, um, my praise, um, and He's, I guess, Jesus is the person that I want to run to all the time. And so that's what worship is to me. I love Hebrews 12 and verse 28. It says, Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. You know, I love that worship, it's always been about a response to who God is. In our lives and in the world that we live in, things can be shaky, but I love that we serve a God and we stand on His unshakable Word. And we get to be a part of building a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I love that as we respond to the truth of who God is, as we can trust in Him, that as a response of our gratitude and our worship is it changes the atmosphere of our hearts. It changes the atmosphere of our minds and the way that we live. And I also love as an overflow with our response to worship, that when we worship publicly together, corporately, is that we have an opportunity to change the atmosphere of other people's hearts and other people's lives as we respond to the truth and keep focus on who God is and that His Word and His Kingdom will never be shaken. For me, uh, whenever I'm looking at my perspective, whenever I'm kind of looking at the way that I see things, I like to make sure that I take a really simple approach because I feel like um, simplicity really helps us uh, to keep the main thing the main thing. And I know just for me, uh, the more complicated I make something, the further away I get from uh, that really valuable why. Why do we do what we do? And, uh, and so when I'm talking about worship, I just wanted to encourage us around 
the way that we see God, the way that we perceive Him to be, uh, can really impact the way, not only the way we worship Him, but just how we approach Him in general. And, uh, and so I wanted to kind of look at that uh, just really quickly. It's something that I think is really healthy for us to um, make sure we get a good perspective on. Uh, and, and I just thought I would start with uh, Matthew 6 verse 9. This is where Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And, uh, and I feel like this is the best way uh, to, to kind of just kick off thinking about how we might approach God. And you all know how it goes. It goes, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And that's, that's, that's all we're going to focus on. Um, and in that verse, uh, I, f- I find um, something really interesting. And that is that we acknowledge who God is, both the Father and also the Almighty. Uh, we say our Father who art in heaven. So we acknowledge the Father, the protector, the provider, the nurturer, but we also acknowledge the Almighty God, the creator of the universe. And I think getting a really healthy perspective on both of those characteristics of God um, can really help, help us. And uh, to have an imbalance uh, with that perspective can really impact the way that we approach God. Um, an imbalance in either way could either um, cause familiarity with God or even just um, a timidness to even approach God at all. So I feel like it's really important for us to get a really good perspective on who God is or who we perceive Him to be, uh, especially in this time where over the last few months, we haven't been meeting together for corporate worship. We haven't been meeting in the room together. So we've been forced on our own, in our own personal space and in our own personal devotionals uh, to really kind of forge a way and forge a focus towards God. And so um, I just wanted to encourage everybody around that. The the interesting thing about that uh, Scripture is it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed just means honour is holy. So basically what Jesus is saying is acknowledge who God is, both the Father and the Creator, the Almighty, and then praise Him for it. I think that's an amazing thing to think about as we approach God when we have a healthy perspective of of who He is. Yes, He's our Father, He's our Nurturer, He's our Provider, but He is also the Creator of the universe. He's also the Most Almighty, Most High God. And uh, I feel like when we get a really good balance of those two perspectives, um, it can really help us with the way that we not only approach Him, but the way that we worship Him uh, and the way that we allow Him into our lives and so uh, I just wanted to encourage you with that and leave you with this uh, one, one other encouragement and that's keep it simple. Um, the more, comp- like I said before, the more complicated we make things, the more complicated we make how we do things, the further it is we get from that most important why and, uh, and we worship God because He is God. And let's keep that in mind. I love you, Hillsong Creative. We'll see you again soon. Before we, we conclude, um, with prayer, I wanted to just speak to people, somebody um, on our team. And we've been talking about foundations of worship, um, but you feel like your foundations are completely rocked and you feel like you don't know where to, how to put one foot in front of the other right now. And um, I felt to share with you uh, a verse that uh, Carrie Lee and I uh, had at our wedding. It was our wedding verse. And so for us, Uh, It's a foundational verse. It's one of those verses that I go back to all the time and we go back to as as a couple, as a family. And so I wanted to read it and and I hope that it would be something that would minister to you and maybe even um, that the, the Word of God would give you just a sense that there is a step 
the next step is, is right in front of you. It says this in Proverbs 3, the message. It says, Good friend, don't forget all I've taught you, but take my heart and my commands. They'll help you live a long, long time, a long life, live full and well. It says, Don't lose your grip on love and loyalty, but tie them around your neck. Carve their initials on your heart. And I love this bit. Earn a reputation for living well in God's eyes and the eyes of the people. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Instead, listen for God's voice in everything that you do and everywhere you go. And He's the one who will keep you on track. And so God, I just pray that would be um, true of our team, that would be true of our lives, that God, we would earn a reputation for living well in Your eyes, that God, we would be Romans 12 kind of people that bring every part of our lives before You and we lay them at Your feet as living sacrifices, that it would please You, our lives would please You, that our songs would please You, that they wouldn't be Amos 5 songs that You wanna turn down, but God, You would turn up the volume of our lives and our worship, that it would bless Your heart. And God, I pray for everybody uh, on our team. Lord, I pray where there is hurt, God, that You bring healing. God, I pray that where there's a sense of instability, that You would remind us that You are the firmest of foundations, that You are the cornerstone upon which we can build our lives, upon which our entire faith can be built, that You are unshaken, that You have stood the test of so many seasons. And God, every single time You come out as stable, and worthy of praise. And so we love You, we worship You, God. We remind our souls of how good You are. We remind our souls of Your glory, that You alone are worthy to be exalted. And so we lift the Name of Jesus above all other names. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Well, love you, team. I'm gonna hand back to Cass and she is gonna tell us what is happening from here. I love tonight. I don't know... um... Feeling, thank you so much for pulling that together. Um, I sat there and I went transformational worship. That's what I felt like the Lord really spoke to me about tonight. But if you listened, there were foundations through every single person. Like the foundations of worship are found in repentance. They're found in putting Jesus first. They're found in yoking yourself to the Spirit of God and letting Him teach you how to worship. They're found when we're not too timid and we're not too familiar and we keep things simple. They're found when we choose to make Jesus our desire, our one desire and to focus on Him and build our life on Him. And and I encourage your team this week, would you submit yourself again to God and let Him transform you? Would you remind yourself? And I love that Aidan talked about where was he when he was first transformed in worship? And I thought that question is a really good question to come back to this week. Where was it when God first stirred your heart for worship? Whether you're part of our production team or you're a dancer. I said at the start, it's not about your contribution, but it's about your consecration. So I encourage you, may you be found worshipping God this week. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that it, hope that it's really useful to you. If the podcast is useful and helpful to you, if you're enjoying it, then I'd love to invite you to share it on social media or maybe to text it, you know, share a link with a friend. Uh, if you tag Hillsong Creative at Hillsong Creative, uh, maybe we'll repost you, I don't know. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if you're not yet subscribed, let me just take this opportunity to Uh, invite you to do that as well. You'll get notified of new episodes whenever they're released. Also, if you haven't heard, we've launched a brand new podcast called The Praying Through the Bible with Hillsong Creative. 
It's designed to help you get more out of the Word of God in your daily life. So I'd encourage you to search Hillsong Creative or Praying Through the Bible. Subscribe to that one too. And of course, obviously rate it and let us know how you're enjoying that one too. Well, thanks again for being part of us and with us on the journey. And we'll talk to you next time.